How did week three of the NFL season impact our perspective of the AFC? We're delivering our AFC power rankings today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Lockdown NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, this is a mess. Because we now have a sample size that you feel like is a formidable sample size. It's almost a quarter of the season sample size. But the separation season is only really just beginning as far as the pack and consistency and record. And we still have our preconceived priors as we rank the teams in the AFC. And um, yeah, I, I probably have on a scale of one to 10 conviction about probably four out of the 16 teams. Mm. Yeah. We've had a conversation in the pre-show about just how hard this was. Um, some of the stuff you thought was going to be true about these teams is just not. And they're continuing to tell you that. And I, I'm a firm believer that when somebody tells you what they are, you got to believe them. Uh, so I'm definitely incorporating some of that into this, but I feel like just so many of the teams that we thought were, were going to be in the upper tier of the AFC teams, like the chargers and the Jaguars, and even the way the Bengals are playing makes them hard to really put them up there. And yeah. I don't know, man, it's, it's tough. It will, I guess we'll just work through it and talk about it. And maybe people will yell at us or they'll think we're great. I don't know. So, We've committed to starting with the first five here in segment one. And this is, of course, where the drama of week four comes into play uh, because we have the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. And then last week, both of us had the Buffalo Bills at two and the Miami Dolphins at three. And we had the, both had the Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, four and five lost. So there's some discomfort. Each of the top three teams had a blowout win respectively, was it enough to change the order is the question. I, I have it set a certain way. I also have it set a certain way. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's you reveal your top three. I'll reveal my top three. No discussion. You say your three teams. I'll say my three teams, then we can talk about it. Okay. My top three teams in order are the Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. Mine's very different. I'm sure it is. I'm not tempting the football gods ahead of week four. I can tell oh, you. Oh, I am. Oh, I am. I am. I got it. Miami one, Kansas City two, Buffalo three. Okay. So the case for Miami is obvious. They scored 70 points. Uh, in a can, can I make the case for Miami? Because yeah, I've, I've yeah. thought a lot about this. I've, I've thought a lot about this. And obviously this is going to be a, a, a critical week. The Bills played the Dolphins this week, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams. 
but I, I'm looking at Miami's resume. First of all, they're three and zero. They're the only three and zero team in the AFC. They are. Yes. Okay, that means something to me. But it's it's the three wins that they have, being able to go in and beat an elite quarterback on the road in Justin Herbert in a game where you showed a lot of corrections versus how you played the team the year before. Mm-hmm. And the next week you go into New England in Tom Brady day, and you win a different style of game where it's okay. I felt like the Patriots were kind of lucky to be in it. But at the same time, Miami was able to overcome adversity in the game, adjust, and be able to get the win. And I give them a lot of credit for that on the road in the division. So you you go toe-to-toe with the superstar quarterback in week one. Then you go play a you know Belichick defense. Looks really good. Held Miami to 24, which is pretty great, right? All things considered, they scored 38 and 70 in the other two games. But you're able to grind out that win despite facing some adversity, particularly late in the game. And then you score 70. I don't care if it's against Denver. You scored 70 in the NFL. You won by 50. So you showed the ability to blow out a team. That's three quality different ways to win. I I mean, when you consider the resume, I know that the Bills blew out the last two teams. All right. The Jets game still happened, right? I'm not, I haven't forgot about it. Maybe by the end of the year, we'll probably feel like a hundred years away. But we're still talking about a three-game sample size. In Kansas City, they lost at home to Detroit. They scored 17 points against Jacksonville. And, like, congrats on beating the Bears in the worst possible week in the history of the Chicago Bears. And so, I don't know. To me, it's just who has the most impressive resume of the top three teams? Who's put the league on notice? It's Miami. They're number so, one. I agree, I agree with you that the three-game sample size, Miami has the most impressive resume. I also want to be the last person on this show and in general with what we do on this show to be like pounding the table real hard for Miami. Like I was already uncomfortable last week starting the show that we talked about the entire weekend talking about the Dolphins. So there's just that part of it for me that I have to try to reconcile. But it's also that there's a bigger body of work of the other two teams being in this position with Buffalo and Kansas City at the top of the conference. This is still a relatively young nucleus for Miami, and they got bit by that last year, and they're, they've been talking about one week at a time and not blocking out the outside noise. Now, if Miami goes to Orchard Park and they beat the Bills on Sunday, I'm going to come in here next week, and I can tell you right now, the Dolphins are going to be the number one team on my power rankings. If they play a closely right. contested football game, they still may move up to number two, and I might drop Kansas City below, depending right. on what Kansas City looks, Kansas City right. looks like against the Jets' defense. Right. But just it, it's the cross section of it's a big enough sample size to have a firm opinion. And I don't blame you for taking the three game sample size, but it's also what did we feel about these teams before? I think um, I'm just I, I just wasn't there to say I'm pushing all my chips in on the table and I'm especially not going to do it and tempt the football gods when the Dolphins have to go to Orchard Park and play the Bills on Sunday. I am. I'm going to tempt them. Um yeah. To, to make you wrong? Maybe so. I hope I am. I hope I am wrong about I'd, this. I'd rather tempt the football gods to make me wrong than tempt the football gods to prove me right. Correct. And so I understand why both of us did what we did in this game <laughs> and this these power rankings. But um, Because like credit where credit's due, like if we both felt Kansas City, Buffalo, Miami were top three, and if that was the order last week, I understand Miami scored seven, one by 50. Buffalo pounded Washington, and Kansas City did pound Chicago. So they all three took care of business respectively. One of them just had two turnovers that set them up in the red zone for quick, quick touchdowns off turnovers and hit a bunch of explosive plays while trying to run the clock out. 
with their backups. I think you can make it for the Bills. I think you can make a case that they've been the most complete team of the top three. But I'm also keenly aware that you played Zach Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Sam Howell mm-hmm. with all three in their first game, first couple games in a new offense. So, like, marginal quarterbacks. Right. For, I mean, come on. Like, of course, Sean McDermott's going to suffocate those teams. They, he should. And credit to him, he did. And so I think we'll find out if the bills go and defensively, I don't know, like if what's good against Miami, you hold them under 30. Okay. If they hold them under 30 and win the game, it's like, all right, then I think that they're going to be one. But I, I, I think that Miami's put the AFC, the NFL on notice. And so I'm going to respect that for now. And Kansas city's good until they tell us they're not right. Right. And that they'll, that conference ain't looking like, or that division ain't looking like it's going to test them. Like we thought maybe it would. All right, so this was a compelling conversation on the first three. Four and five is also interesting. I left it. Baltimore and Jacksonville. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you I didn't. didn't. This is clearly the breaking point week for Joe that says, I got enough now. So now your priors don't mean much to me. So now we're just going to do it off of what have you actually done for me? Kyle, I hope you can hear me because I think my video is frozen. I, yeah, okay. you, you look great. It's a good look for you, but yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, four for me is Cleveland. And I I don't love this offense, but this defense is unbelievable right now. They're great. And so I'm just trying to sort through this next tier of teams, and I'm like, what's the most impressive thing about any of them? It's the Cleveland defense. And so yeah. I'm leaning into it. I've been high on Cleveland. I think their offense showed a little bit more. Obviously, I'm concerned about Nick Chubb not being around, but like based on the other teams that I thought were close, I thought the best thing about any of them were Cleveland's defense. I think it's going to give them a chance every week. So I, I, f- could, I, I could not in good conscience put Cleveland here because of how far I dropped them last week. Because they get they, they lose Nick Chubb. They but, look horrible offensively. I, and I understand, I understand running game like they're, they're going to be fine. But then it was also a conversation about Deshaun Watson and what he looked like. I dropped Cleveland to 12. They're the big riser this week. Not this week. Last week, I dropped them to 12. I saw your eyes get real big there for a second. They moved way up. But I can't take them from 12 after dropping them five spots and bring them all the way back into the top five. Feels like bad process. It took two defensive touchdowns for Pittsburgh to give Cleveland a loss. Otherwise, they're three and zero, and they're clearly number four, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because you say their 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 record resume is great, but they're look like they're limited on one side of the ball. I got Baltimore at five. Okay, so we had three. We had four of the top five, the same teams, just in very different orders. Uh, I had Jacksonville at five. There's some concerns there. There's no question. We'll, we'll talk about them more in, in the next block. Yes, we will. We got a bunch of teams to get to here. But first, did you know that 80 you experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. So take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair 
And for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONNFL. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code LOCKEDONNFL. For the record, I have the Browns at six. Okay. So that was your four. Uh, I have brought Cleveland back up from the brink after an ugly loss in week one, in which we talked about last week. Anything after five last week, you felt like you could put them in any order, with the exception of maybe like the bottom three teams. And you'd be like, yeah, okay. Because it's just, it's such a jumbled mess right now. The testament of that is Cleveland drops way down, and then they do have a, Really impressive defensive win. They smothered Tennessee. What was it? What was Tennessee's offensive yardage for the game? Can't, it's like 140 yards. <laughs> Jim Schwartz, Miles Garrett, man. I mean, two tight ends to him to him every every play. It's gonna freeze them up, and they they did a good thing with this offseason with how they've been able to add to the talent on the defensive line. I thought it's kind of been an issue the last couple of years, and they've yep. got a lot of that fixed. Yep. Uh, so you said for the record, you had. Cleveland six. at six. I feel like there's for the record moment for me because you had Jacksonville ranked where? five. I have five. Jacksonville at seven. Okay. So we're relatively close. Who do you have at six? Bengals. And I have the Bengals at seven. So we have the same top seven teams. So if like that was your playoff threshold right now. Yeah. These are the teams. Seven teams make the make the make the dance. Since he's tough, man, aren't they like this offensively just not clicking right now. Like at not all, only, not only not clicking, you could tell how affected Joe Burrow was last night, missing routine throws. You yeah. just hope he doesn't have another setback like long-term. If he's able to play through it and not have another setback, I think they will be fine long-term. Yeah. Like right. fine. As in like a nine or a 10 win team, as opposed to like, um, all right, this is a no potential number one seed. I don't know. Anna Rumo teed off on him last night. He's got the horses to do it, right? I felt bad for Stafford down the stretch. Like when they had the offsetting penalties on third down, I'm like, can we just skip it? Like we know it's gonna, it's not gonna go well. Um, Bengals have Tennessee this week, like that. Go in the game, right? I mean, I like, I like that. And then they have the Cardinals, scrappy Cardinals, but they still have tomorrow. the Cardinals. Spoiler: They're not last in the NFC tomorrow. Right. It's the Cowboys for making me look bad. Losing to the Cardinals. But, like, I feel really good about their ability to win the next two games. So you're going to look them up. Three and two. Three and two. And they're a game. What what are they? They're a game out of first place in the division right now. Right. So they'll be, I think they'll be fine. I think this is still probably 10, 11 win team. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Now, thank goodness they dodged the bullet last night because that would have been a bad one to take. Yep. Yeah, one and two feels bad. Or I guess zero oh and three actually, right? They've got they've got three weeks to three more weeks to get Burrow right and get their rhythm because then they're at San Francisco and host the Bills on October twenty ninth. Burrow, I say you get it right just after that, you know, right after that Bills right. game. Figure well, out and they, they get a bye week before San Francisco, so they technically have four weeks from right now 
Oh, so the Bills get the Bengals after San Francisco, and isn't there like some type of thing about playing San Francisco and how they physically there was, destroy there was last there was last year, and get they got to go to and they got to go to San Francisco. So it's get it going, San Fran. Get it going. Um, so I have Bengals six, Jaguars seven, and so now it's time to get into some new teams here. Yes, because I have Brown six and Bengals seven, and I had the Jaguars at five. Number eight, New England Patriots. The Chargers at eight. You think that the Chargers and Patriots played at a neutral site? Yep. You think the Patriots win that game? They talk about a coaching mismatch. Jeez. Coaching mismatch. mismatch. Okay, okay. So do I trust the Chargers offense or the Patriots offense more? Chargers. Chargers often. Do I trust the Patriots defense or do I trust the Chargers defense more? Patriots. Do I trust Patriots special teams or Chargers special teams? Patriots. Do I trust Patriots coaching or Chargers coaching? Patriots. But okay. come on, like so, the offense so like is that, so much different. That's why. But the offense is like way higher. It is. But if you're going to be New England and play that game, are you not going to play close to the vest, ball control, hope that the other team blinks late in the game? And yeah, it's a nightmare. They're going to poop the worst pain. thing the Chargers do. I don't so, know yes, that. I do think if they played at a neutral site game, I do think right now the Patriots would beat them. Um, Chargers <laughs> at eight for me. I have the Patriots at 10, by the way. Uh, I have the Chargers at nine. So they're a much more talented football team. And But I'll tell you what, the, the loss of Mike Williams is a big gut punch for them. Like dumb for the Johnson, season. Josh Palmer, time to step it up. Keenan Allen, obviously. What do you have? 18 catches or something the last week? Uh, all I know is you dropped 45 on me on fantasy, and I know nobody cares about my fantasy team. Yeah, but no, but literally no, no, but literally nobody cares about my fantasy team, even though we help you try to win your fantasy team with uh, yeah. eBay Motors and, and Vinny Iron Locked on fantasy football. Right. But that's none of, it's none of my business. I'm just saying. Keenan okay, Allen so- lost by 20, and Keenan Allen put 45 on me last week, last weekend. So. I got my. I got off the schneid. I was zero and two. I'm one and two now. Congrats! So, big thanks late. to the guy. The guy I played. Um, what was the Thursday night game? He had Brandon Ayuk. He kept him in. Big shout out! Oh, thank you. Big that's, thank that's you. Yeah. Shame. The, yeah. the Game of Thrones with the bell. I'm couldn't be more pleased. Also decided not to play defense this week, which is fitting because the defense that he has had minus four. I think it was Jacksonville. And so, minus four points. Low, so the guy made a smart choice. decision to not start a player. Yeah. Or not start a, start a defense. Yeah. Nobody cares about that, though. Okay, so let's see if we have the same top ten teams. My other team is Pittsburgh at nine. I have Pittsburgh at ten. So we have the same top ten. We have the same top seven. And then we have the same top ten. And just none of them are in the same spot. Right. Makes you sense. talk about Pittsburgh? Like, what do you say, right? Yeah, like okay, they're they're there. They exist. I mean, same questions we've always had, right? <laughs> and like they there's I think I'm getting concerned about their speed issues on the on the in the secondary a little bit too. Yeah, you can tell Injuries, obviously guys, little, guys that are a little long in the tooth, right? Well, and even Levi Wallace. I mean, I I respect Levi Wallace, but he, there's athletic limitations there. Levi Wallace came into the league ran four set. At 170 pounds or something, 177 pounds. So, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, All right. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, is is there – was there any hesitation on your part? Because you had – you moved Pittsburgh up 
from 11. You move the Patriots up two spots. They won. I mean, they both won their games this week. Right. The Steelers right. are two and one, which is seemingly a great record in the AFC right well, now. Just talk to me a little bit about the Chargers coming down three spots and winning. <sighs> the Chargers come. I uh, Are you sure oh, I only no. have down I, one? I put, in, I put them in the wrong spot. Yeah. They went from seven to eight for me. Right. So they, but they still went down. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that's Cleveland jumped them, right? So that's kind of the team that okay that moved that needle a little bit. So okay, all right. All right. So now we got bottom six. Bottom six is coming up here in just a moment. But first, snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, which I love those, over-under. So if you think the Dolphins are going to score 70 points, hit the over, because I'm sure that they're not going to forecast that. So check it out and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, who is the official partner of the NFL. 11 through 16. Big riser for me in the 11 spot. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the good, bad team. Maybe the they're just a team. decent team. A good, bad team. That's a great way to put it. I also have them in 11. Yeah, man, they're 2-1. and one. Stole, stole a game versus Baltimore. Justin Tucker missed a game-winning field goal. Joe? Would you trade a first-round pick for him? Uh, not this late in his career, but a few years ago, yeah, probably. It's been our longest. If you're new to this, yeah, that's it's been a thing for four years. Yes, yes. The debate. Anytime he misses a kick, it's definitely a big deal on this podcast. Um, Uh, Yeah, give him credit, man. I mean, they're tough, they're scrappy, um, and they're not a pushover. So they get credit for me. I think the the question for Indy that I think we probably need to be wrestling with is the ceiling not the floor because i think you look at the floor and the ceiling of some of these other teams now granted still major concerns with the secondary and the potential floor that can set um one a few more weeks obviously they they caught baltimore early in the year as they're installing a new passing heavy scheme and system so like that's insightful uh but i don't think it's it's too much you should read into one way or the other uh, so that that I think is going to determine the floor for the Colts, but it feels like they're a relatively high floor team versus some of the other teams in this stratosphere of the conference. Colts fall in week one to Jacksonville. Tough situation, Anthony Richardson's yep. first start. Then you go win a division game on the road by 11 at Houston. And then you go win on the road again against Baltimore. Here's your flowers. Next up is the Rams at home. Rams and Titans at home, they're next two. They probably at least go one and one there, right? He's sitting here in middle of October and the Colts are going to be in first place in the South. Play them all, see what happens, right? But they got a little momentum right now. And then they're at Jacksonville. So you'll find out real quick. Yeah, they get their second chance against Jacksonville. Hard to beat a team twice, right? Especially within like the first six games of the season. Yeah. Uh, I have the Houston Texans at 12. Ooh. 
I have a different AFC South team. I have Tennessee at 12. And I have I have Tennessee at 13. I didn't want to put Tennessee at 12, but they get something for beating the Chargers. They do. Um, CJ Stroud is alive. Looking alive really and well. Good. Yeah. Looking really good. I don't know. No, imagine that. Anyway. Tennessee's. What are we doing offensively? Tennessee? Yes. I don't know. You're Ryan Tannehill in a bad offensive line. This wasn't hard to figure out. Correct. An aging Derrick Henry and an aging Nuke Hopkins. And really unproven other guys in Chig and Traylon Burks. So obviously it's a, it's a small sample size. But it's three games. It's not a nothing sample size. Tennessee in 2022 was 28th in points and 30th in yards. And they rank worse thus far this season in both categories. Saints, Chargers, and Browns. Now, I mean, we've a lot of credit for the Saints defense. Obviously, the Browns defense is on another level right now. But, Joe, they yeah. had 94 yards offense against Browns. I said 140, and I was I gave him 50% too much. I mean, you could probably find two Dolphins plays against Denver and get 94 yards, right? Uh, you can take the Marvin Mims kickoff return for a touchdown against Miami in the second half of the game. Marvin and it's more yards. My guy. My guy, Marvin. You know, he has he has like eight of the top ten longest plays for the Broncos through three weeks. Saw a couple of them against the commanders. He needs to play more. Little stud, man. So okay. Ryan Tannehill sacked on 13.5% of his dropbacks. Oh, Sam Howell says, hold my beer. I understand that. Adjusted net yards per attempt of 3.48. Ooh, that's, hey, that's bad running back numbers. Right. Yeah. That's running the ball. That's bad numbers, let alone throwing the ball. Uh, Derrick Henry's averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Mm. Uh, the Titans through three games have one player, DeAndre Hopkins, in excess of 100 receiving yards. Whoa. They throw, say they that throw, again. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not, we're, we're, we got to settle, settle down on that. What did you just say? For three games, the Titans have one player with over 100 receiving yards. E. They throw one touchdown pass on the season. They scored three touchdowns in three weeks, and they all came against the Chargers. They did not score a touchdown offensively, and they did not score a touchdown, period, in two of their three games. Do I have the Titans too high at 12? That's why I put the Texans over them. I get it. Titans can tell you Derrick Henry would not be traded to trade deadline Kyle, because they're in a, a winning window. <laughs> Careful. We don't want to open this can of worms, I know. Careful. But I will never forget the pushback that Joe Marino got for saying I won't Titans either. I won't trade either. Derrick Henry to trade deadline because they said, we're winning this year. We're going for it. Super Bowl contenders when they traded for Julio Jones too, right? Uh, by the way, next three weeks, Bengals, we'll see. At the scrappy Indianapolis Colts, and then the Baltimore Ravens for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, low-key, I'm looking at the schedule. It's pretty soft. Yeah, but the next What's... three games are really hard ones. So what happens when you wake up, out of, come out of your bye week, and you play on Halloween Eve? What happens if you're one and five? Possible, but like, okay, you get your hard games are the Bengals, which you get them next week, which seems like a great time to play the Bengals. You get the Ravens at home. At Dolphins? Right, like they got a puncher's chance in all the rest of these games. Okay, but you, you got to have a punch, Pittsburgh. though. You, you got three games on the road in November, including at Pittsburgh on Thursday night on a short week after you come out of the buy and play Atlanta. 
I think it's a pretty manageable schedule. It is. You might be able to get six but, wins. But the next, like, you got to win two out of the next three because November's hard for you. You had three consecutive road games at Tampa against a good defense. What do you think that team defense is going to do to Tennessee? Might get ugly. At Jacksonville, at Pittsburgh. Is Cam Hayward going to be back by Thursday night on November 2nd? Be helpful. All right, we got to get through the rest of this. So I have the Colts at 11, the Titans at 12. Why? I shouldn't. You're exactly right. I just did all this work on you. Well, I didn't. I I went into it with this, but I think you're right about this. Meet me. Meet me. Okay, the Texans at 12. And the Titans at 13? No, the Titans at 14. Oh, you dropped them another game. Yeah, I like the team that I have at 13 and the 13 spot. The Jets? Yeah, the Jets. Man, you want to talk about an depth offense. I was told Aaron Rodgers ficked Zach Wilson. Kyle. What did Nathaniel Hackett say last week? He said he underestimated Micah Parsons. <laughs> Kyle, he said it. He said it out loud. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Hey, uh, by the way, how'd that team that, that spanked you last week look against uh, Arizona? One Sunday. Right, dude. And then what what's happening with Dwayne Brown now? Yeah. For Mac- moving Mac- after all of this work for Makai Becton, you move Makai Becton and he gives up four pressures in a sack. And they might not get I mean Dwayne Brown's gonna be out. Right. So like you I had to take that tackle situation more seriously than you did this offseason. Matt Ryan said he has no interest. Hard Rock Missed me, told, he said, Hard me Rock, with the idea of going to the Jets. Hard Knocks told me it wasn't a problem. Hey, Mike McDaniel said I'm it wasn't a problem up. either. And, or, no, Chris Greer said it wasn't a problem, and he's looking pretty pretty smart about that right now. Yeah, he Morphins. said you guys are a little wor- more worried about that than we are. <laughs> we'll guys find out against the Bills. Uh, Chris Greer's just chilling back there, puffing I have, cigars. I have the Jets underneath the Titans. I have the Jets at 14. All right, so I have Colts 11, Titans 12, Jets 13. No, you just moved the Titans down. Yeah, but I don't have it written that way. So I have Colts 11, Texans Texans 12, Jets 13, Titans 14. And then it's just Raiders and Broncos, right? Uh, Yes, Raiders want a head-to-head game against the Broncos. You can't put them behind the Broncos. The Broncos gave up 70 points. Glad that... uh... Broncos took some time to have a quarterback throw left-handed in practice to get the linebackers ready for going against Tua. The Broncos get the Bears this week. Big game. Reminds me of uh, Commanders-Dolphins 2019, week five. That's what it reminds me of. One team went on to get the number two overall pick, was the team that won that game. Who? What quote did I see this week where it was talking about Houston winning – that game last year is like one of the best things that could have happened for their franchise because they got Stroud instead of Bryce Young. Well, Who they said that? Also, they also could have made the right choice with the number one overall pick and just pick Stroud. Well, they, but I think whoever had that pick was going to get honey potted into Bryce. Why? I don't know. That's bad, it's bad process to get. I don't know. Generational human being. You know what I mean? Generally, you know, just. Just a good guy. He picks up all the good trash guy. in the locker room. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's never been a f- less gifted 
person drafted at number one. People talked about him being this elite mental processor. What tape? Show me the tape. He's got good anticipatory throws. He's an instinctive guy in the pocket at Alabama. Right. CJ Stroud, 900 yards, 7.5 yards per attempt, four touchdowns, zero interceptions through three games. With with without the offensive line, he's supposed to have right without. That's going to do it for us here today on this episode of Logging On County with the Draft Dudes. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys for checking out the show. <laughs> Come on back, see us again tomorrow. We're doing NFC Power Rankings tomorrow. We would be doing a whole other podcast right now if we let the rabbit hole that we were going down continue. So I'm cutting it off. We're out of here. Have a good rest of your day. We'll talk to you all again tomorrow.